Coming up, the Knights of Soken podcast, your favorite source for Star Wars and gaming debate, starts now. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Knights of Soken podcast, season three, The Warriors Return. I'm Akira Kwon, and alongside me, I have Jay Seal Kastama and Jace Drayson. Jace Drayson! <laughs> So, what have you guys been up to during our very short break? I've been studying for the podcast, you know. I just want to make sure the podcast is the best it can be. So, pretty much every night I come <laughs> home and, and uh, study on some subjects so that I'm up to speed and can keep up with Jay Zeal. <laughs> is your nose getting longer? <laughs> Something is. Uh, in all honesty, just working on the alliance system and getting my characters some achievements and titles. That's been pretty fun. I feel pretty accomplished. Jace is now a Datacron master and a beast master. You're welcome. Congrats. Um, a lot of rating. I'm actually in the top 10 best in the world for vanguards. That's pretty exciting. That's a pretty big deal. We, we have some really good... Uh, parsers in our raid team. I happen to not be one of them, but uh, we do have them in there. I've been absolutely engulfed by Fallout 4. People have basically not seen me since it came out. <laughs> I thought you quit the guild, so I was kind of worried about what's going to happen when we came back to this because I hadn't seen you in so long. Aww. I didn't know you were a fan of the franchise. Well, it's uh, it, it's it's not just the franchise. When when I I get a hold of a game I really want to play, I can just go bonkers. It was the same with Skyrim. I just disappeared for like half a month as well. What's happening on the show today, Becky? Anything good? I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're kicking off the first episode of the season with some exciting topics. The Warcraft movie trade. The Warcraft. <laughs> the Warcraft movie trade. Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Lara Croft here. It's Warcraft movie trailers out, and some opinions are sure to be had. And the guys dive into the colors and meanings of lightsaber crystals in regard to lore. And finally, we have a look at some of the theories for the 10th chapter of the Knights of the Fallen Empire. But first, there is the Battlefront release to dive into. Now, I don't know if you've tried this, but I, um, I went to the mall the other day. I saw a hot guy. But when I brought up my vats, it said I had 0% chance of hitting that. <laughs> I've actually never uh, had to do that because I haven't tried to pick up a guy before. So I guess this is a uh, not Jaziel film. Well, you, you need to put on about your, girl? Uh, your Spanx buff. My Spanx buff. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about Battlefront. Xbox One had an early release with 10 hours of gameplay through EA Access. You think that enticed others to acquire the Xbox One? to get the early access. I absolutely think that it does because I myself got the EA access so that I could get the 10 hours of game time. So if, if I did it, I'm sure there were others who did it as well. <laughs> I think most people already own an Xbox at this point. I mean, I know there's a few people who've gone and bought it, but they didn't buy it for Battlefront. They actually bought it for other games coming out. Right, but I think she's talking about the EA Access specifically, where you, where you get 10 hours of playtime before the actual release. No, 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 but I don't think EA, EA Access is restricted to Xbox. It's just as a perk you had if you had an Xbox One oh. and EA Access. I see, I see. I guess yeah. it could be the final final straw in, in uh, getting the Xbox, that you also get the 10 hour of uh, gameplay, early access, maybe. 
Well, it's been totally worth it. I've, I've burned through about half of my 10 hours, and I played with my kid. I've been, I played a little bit with Trim and Molin. Very, very fun game. Um, very much enjoyed my time thus far. Right. Jessil, what advice do you have for the starting now with the game? Uh, who did not get to play the beta or the early access? Group up, have fun. Just like anything, anything well, just like in any other game. I know when we were doing ours, we were upgrading as much as possible for our weapons. My advice would be to don't get too discouraged. Um, I know I was kind of flaking out a little bit on my, on the uh, the mode that I was the most excited for, the dang dole. Starfighter, man, I was not as good as I wanted to be out of the gate, so um, I'm going to have to practice up on that. But also, I'm not really used to the Xbox One controller. Not that it's so different from Xbox, but I've been such a PC gamer for such a long time now that I'm having to get used to using my thumbs again. Jace, have you actually tried all the other modes yet? Um, not all of them. Uh, I've tried about three or four of the modes. I played some of the Walker Assault. I played the Dropship or whatever it's called where the pod drops down. You have to protect it. Oh, I played some co-op with my kid and, of course, the Fighter Squadron stuff. But no, not all of the modes have I done yet. Yeah, sometimes I'm really looking forward to a, a launch of playing is all the other modes. I was surprised how much fun I had just in couch co-op. You know, because it's the thing about the game is it's a lot of people, a lot of online gameplay. But I had a lot of fun just sitting next to my kid, playing just us two co-op against the stormtroopers, wave after wave after wave, and laughing our butts off at either how bad we were, or how much better we got. But I really like too the power ups that you can get from those pods. Like it makes the game feel different and fresh every time you go through another round. All right. So let's say one out of ten. What would you give the release now, uh, Jace? It's mm, probably too early for me to be full-on accurate, so this will have to be like a review in progress, but I'm going <laughs> to give it about an 8.2. Right, JCL? It's really hard for me to say. I've only played two of like what the 10 modes, and I was in Darren Beta. Right, it's just a, a, a guesstimate then. It's nothing solid yet for both of you. Based off of that, I mean, I would definitely give it, you know, a high 7, probably like 7.7. 7.7? Seven, 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 seven. You're both close to an 8. Well? That's what she said. And moving on. So, the Warcraft movie trailer is out, and uh, they've been working on it since 2006, facing complications and troubles. There was a switch of directors to the current director, Duncan Jones. And in the latest interview, he stated that we won't be disappointed with the film, and he feels that it will be a success worthy of the fan base. From what you've seen with the trailer, do you believe he's right? So far, I really like it. Um, I definitely get a lot of remembrance from Warcraft's 1 and 2 for me, um, when it, with the RTSs when I played them way back in the day, like in junior high. Um, so really loving that. Um, they were very story-driven. Really can't wait to see that. Yeah, those, those RTS games, Warcraft 1 and 2, are what got me into PC gaming, to be honest. They were the very first games that really... They were the first games I ever played multiplayer, and we would, we would like hook up our phone lines to each other or set up LANs, depending on how we do it, between our PCs. And we played the heck out of Warcraft and Warcraft 2. I'll never forget me and my friend to this day, we still say bombs are great because of those little <laughs> dwarf guys who run around and uh, blow stuff up. But as far as the movie looking like, what, what surprises me is that they did go so far back in lore in the movie. It's not really based so much on World of Warcraft time span as it is the, the further back history with the, um, you know, Magic Warcraft games. 1, Warcraft 2, yeah. 
I myself played World of Warcraft for like since uh, vanilla and and recently stopped. And I'm actually looking forward to being retold a story I never fully experienced because I didn't play the Warcraft game. So, do you do you like real time strategy? I like it to a degree. I just like other stuff more. Right. Yeah. I guess part of the reason I love them so much is because they are kind of nostalgic for me. Warcraft 3 was by far my favorite of the three RTS games, and um, that is okay, probably... With the expansion? Uh, with Arthas and, and the Frozen Stone? No. I don't play World of Warcraft, and I never no, did. No, no, I guess no. I'm should... talking about the Warcraft 3 expansion. Oh, 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 the oh, oh. Throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I loved all of the expansions on the actual. Uh, I feel like I'm talking about the the Frozen Lich King one that came with World of Warcraft. <laughs> no. But um, <laughs> um, no, I, I loved all of them. I loved all the expansions. They're the first time I ever really played online online that wasn't land based stuff. I know. I used to play when I was playing Warcraft three online. I miss all of the uh, the maps that people would just made up. All the crazy stuff that you would do, like all the tower defenses and stuff like that for RTS. Oh so those were a lot of fun. You remember? Did you ever do the the strategy where you took your orc like over to the other people's camp, very the, well, like one of the workers, the minions or whatever, before anybody could build anything up and just set up a tower and yeah. just, <laughs> just that was the whole strategy of the thing to get your tower, your arrow tower set up on their base before they could get anything built. Well, um, we're drifting a bit off topic, and I think I actually cost it. <laughs> we're back to the movie uh, trailer, at least. From what you've seen, like the orcs and, and everything set up in the trailer, do you feel it has more of a Lord of the Realms feel or Avatar, as some have said? Both, neither. We're gonna say uh, it has more of an Avatar feel to me. Um, the reason being is I kind of feel the whole like Pocahontas thing going on, you know, but in a different light, I guess, you know, because like the orcs are kind of like the Indians. And I mean, that's just how it's portrayed in the uh, trailer right now. Avatar was just a giant retelling of Pocahontas with blue people. It really was. It, or that, that movie, uh, Fern Gully. Yeah, or Fern Gully, yeah. But that's how, it, I mean, it's really good. I really love it. I don't know, everything just looks great. I think that's something else that makes me really think of it more of Avatar than Lord of the Rings. Is the orcs still look really guyish to me. Um, more of Avatar versus uh, Lord of the Rings, all the creatures and everything like that. Um, felt a lot more real to me. I mean, until you said the question... Neither Lord of the Rings nor Avatar popped to mind when I saw the trailer. Um, I don't know if that's just because I wasn't looking to compare it to anything right off the bat, but to me, it, it has its own flavor and its own feel, and it's exciting to see that you know the effects have come so far that you can actually look at a computer-generated image of a person or an orc and think how realistic it actually looks. It's hard to distinguish between what's fake and real. So I guess in that way, there's kind of an Avatar feel because Avatar had, you know, fully realized CGI characters. I didn't get a Lord of the Rings feeling really at all. There's something a little more dire and epic and, and deep about Lord of the Rings. This felt a little bit more fun and popcorn to well, me. I also didn't feel like there was as much walking in uh, the workout trailer as so watching all the Lord of the Rings. Walking? Yeah, because yeah, that's all Lord of the Rings movies true. are about as much of walking. <laughs> Now watch your mouth. And even the trees walked in that movie, bro. No, that's the truth. They did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so I guess we can we can agree we like the CGR so far and looking forward to the movie. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So far. yeah. I, I think I'm really gonna enjoy it. I'm not looking to get anything out of it. I'm not looking to get you know life changing message, but it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> now, one last question: If Star Wars did the same kind of film as uh, the Warcraft movie, but for Sawtor, would you watch it? Of course Come on. I watch it. Who you asking? Yeah, <laughs> Who like... you asking? What if we were both just like, no, we wouldn't. 
Yeah. Yes, know, absolutely. Just, I mean, we've even said. Just a little said, sugar on top there, so. Give me some sugars. So okay. what? I mean, yeah, we've we said, said that um, we would both love to see a movie from this time period. Absolutely. Um, this time period is very action oriented. I love the extra cinematic trailers for this game, and right. really was hoping that they would do more like that. Every single one of the cinematic trailers that they put out for SWOTOR, from early, you know, before release to the most recent one with Coffee, they're all just very beautiful to look at, very exciting to watch. They capture a story without any real, you know, dialogue or any real exposition. So that's a feat in and of itself. Granted, they only have to be two or three minutes long, so there's that. But if they took those characters and that style and made a movie, man, I'd be the first one in line. Cinematics as movies, yes, please. Yeah, for sure. That would be awesome. Alright, it's time for a commercial break. Enjoying today's show? Interested in joining the Knights of Sokin? If these apply to you, please visit us at www.knightsofsokin.com and click the apply button above. Also, feel free to send a comment our way on Twitter at Knights of Sokin, as well as Facebook at facebook.com slash Knights of Sokin. Now, back to our show. Welcome back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. All right, now we get to talk about lightsaber crystals, colors, and their meanings. So, should we attribute a general meaning to a color, or should we let that meaning show through the character themselves? It should definitely show through the character itself. Um, a color at the end of the day is just a color. Although in certain time periods of lore, colors were used to generalize um, different events. Uh, Jedi specializations. Um, this was up until 4000 Y, um, which was the match of the Old Republic games, where we saw the green bean for guardians, or excuse me, blue for guardians, green for counselors, yellow for sentinels. That's where all that came from, and that's where a lot of this confusion is up with. Um, but at the end of the day, the colors are just that, they're just the colors. I mean, you have to realize that your crystal is just something that you, your character, or a Jedi is attuned with in the Force. All kind of call out to each other. For those who've watched the Clone Wars, the best representation of that is actually in, from that series, in my opinion. Um, when Yoda takes uh, a lot of the initiates to the Loom Cave, I'll search for their first uh, lightsaber crystal. Ace, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm kind of conflicted. Uh, no, 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 I conflicted is overstating it. I don't, basically, I don't care. Because I think that it, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't, not that I don't give a damn. I'm just saying people should be able to express meaning through their color if they'd like to for their character. But what I, I don't really like is kind of putting out a general, this is what your color means, or what is, or trying to say, make a rule that if you've got this color, this is what you've got. Now, I like the KOTOR idea that different paths are signified by colors. I think that's fine. But I guess I agree that it should be about the character more than it's about the color. Right. Well, at least that's one thing you agree on. <laughs> I keep um, hearing you say that, but me and Jason actually agree on quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, it ends up. It do. ends up just, that we come yeah. on I'm the same side. I'm just used to you disagreeing, uh, and, and, and I've noticed that more, of course, because it's much more flavored in a way. <laughs> I, I'm more ambivalent on this topic than maybe Jay-Z is, but I, I, when it comes down to it, I do agree that color shouldn't affect your Jedi, your Jedi should affect your color. Alright, so, another question. <laughs> What's the 
coolest saber crystal in the lore that has or had a backstory and meaning that made you want to just roleplay getting your own version of that crystal? So, back in Star Wars Galaxies, there were these epic crystals that you could get for your lightsabers. Um, and there was a lightsaber crystal named Sunrider's Destiny that was kind of like a, mm, a teal or an off-greenish, bluish lightsaber crystal and i thought it was so pretty because you know back in the early days of star wars galaxies there were not a, a whole lot of jedi and when there were most of them just had the regular blue green mostly blue green but you know then these a little bit more exotic colors started coming out or being discovered through the world and sunrider's destiny to me was just the most epic and beautiful <laughs> crystal ever plus i love nomi sunrider and the name sunrider's destiny that's just a cool color for a crystal cool color name what about you, Jay-Z? would probably have to be the Hurricane Crystal, which is commonly backed off of Mace Wind, because uh, that was his crystals, the, the, the purple crystal um, in store. And what was really cool is, um, as a as a youngling, so as a Padawan, um, he actually went to the planet of Hurricane, um, demonstrated his abilities within the Force to the like these crystal creatures that lived there, and actually destroyed one of them and put it back together. And as that, the people gave him Hurricane Crystal. So that's always been a really cool story from Chris I've always enjoyed. Yeah, and I think that that's probably, going back to the first question and tying these two together, what's more important than the color to me is the story of how you get your crystal and maybe giving it a name that has to do with the journey that, that got you to it. Not necessarily the color of it, and certainly you could name it after your color, but um, I think that that's probably more meaningful when you're talking about roleplay and story and Jedi is, is, is the path that you took, the adventure that you had in order to get your lightsaber crystal. And the other crystal that I think was really cool was the lava crystal, um, commonly found on volcanic planet Mustafar. Um, not Malafar. You like Mustafar. Yeah, Mustafar, thank you. I got the, I got the first boss of TOS on the brain right now. <laughs> and, um, like Oricon, planets like that. Um, what's really cool about this crystal is that it's, uh, it's classified as unstable, um, and very powerful. So there was actually chances that lava could spew the crystal itself. Um, so it put a lot of harm um, into not only the Jedi, but the users. I always thought it was just really cool. There was a, a, a crystal that you could get in Star Wars Galaxies as well called Kenobi's Legacy that was for people who had unlocked Jedi before Jedi became a freebie gift to all players you could start as a Jedi. Um, and it w had a little bit higher stats than standard crystals that would come out. And I really, I, that's the crystal that I ended up using once the, what was called the NGE new game enhancements came out, but I only played for like five minutes, so I didn't get to use it too much. Right. Well, so, so that was just reason special for you because it's something you'd already... That's what you know special to you because it was something that you had previously earned. Yeah, it, it was special to me because you had to have unlocked a Jedi when unlocking a Jedi meant something. And only people who had done it the real way um, could get Kenobi's legacy. So that's why I always showed that crystal to show that I was a real Jedi and not some freak who just pushed a button to launch a game. <laughs> but I don't have bitterness towards it. So. Just bragging rights, bragging rights. Basically, okay. yeah. Right. Well, looking aside of, of the, the roleplay story, uh, which you've just gone through, thank you. Um, if you could create your own color for a saber, what would it be and why? Okay, so I'll let you go first. I mean, to be perfectly honest, this is going to sound so lame. The color that I would want to have is the color that I have in the game. The mint green crystal. The green has always been my favorite color. Damn dogs. 
They nope, don't still like for that sale. Color. We weren't able to get rid of them over the break. No, no, we're gonna. No it's such not good advertisement. Sorry. <laughs> but the mint green crystal—that's what I want. That's what I have, and I wouldn't create another crystal. That's what I'd use. Um, I've always thought it'd be cool to have like a straight up black crystal. Um, but <laughs> but this was like me fighting as a Sith, and like I would always use Force Lightning to like turn the lights off. But like you would never see my lightsaber color, like because it flashes the darkness. All there would be is your own lightsaber actually causing glow in the room and kind of giving me the um, advantage in a lightsaber duel. Stop it. I don't know if I stole the idea from you or you stole it from me, but I was thinking of the black lightsaber as well. Um, I originally got the idea from Force Unleashed. No, but you, you probably have an original. There's actually a black core crystal um, in that game, but what I don't like about theirs is they actually put a white outline on the crystal. Um, so it was really disappointing, but it's as close as I've ever seen of their black crystal. So black and mint green. Well, yeah, mine's so much less cool because mint green is already in the game and a lot of people already have it. But that's what I want. That's what I want. Hey, you know yeah, what you no, want. I mean, I would have to good. say, though, like mint green is my second. Um, that's what Jace was used since he's been a Padawan. So good for you, Jace. Yes, good for me. Right. Okay. So now you've already kind of answered this, Jace. Like your color crystal is the one you actually have in the game. What about you, Jace? What color crystal do you have currently on your character? Mint green. I just said that. I've had it since it's been a Padawan. one. Yeah, we're matchy matchy. Well, um, I'm close enough. I have the sea spray green turquoise thingy. Uh, is that the so, color you want? Yeah. Uh, I told you my color I wanted was black. Well, right, right, right. But I mean, like, in-game, like, is there a crystal color that you're aiming for that you haven't gotten yet that you want? No, uh, I'm sticking with the one I have. Because um, my character doesn't really care much about the color. She, she cares about the story behind it and, her, and uh, you know, the RP aspect. She doesn't like shiny material things. Why don't you share your story? What's your story if I got your crystal? <laughs> no, I can't because we still have uh, Padawans who will go through pretty much something similar and I don't want to spoil that for them, to be honest. Okay, so okay, so you found it on the regular crystal yeah, adventure. I, okay, I did. Okay. Uh, what my master probably did, that I'm not sure uh, that many others do, he gave me a little vision through it and that turned out to be uh, one of my trials. Oh, that's cool. That's what uh, my master did as well and what I did for doing. Yeah. Um, so, Jace, you went through the regular Crystal Cave RP as well? Yeah, pretty much the, the, the same regular RP. I will say one different thing that Kanan and I did was we, uh, you know, he he didn't go into the place where we get the crystals. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, with me, but, um, you know, the Force was guiding Jace towards his crystal. And, and what Kanan and Jace discovered, as some will probably assume, is that they got their crystal from the same crystal formation um, without even knowing it. Okay. Nice. So it's the same color. They have matchy matchy mint green. That's why well. you, Chase Seal. You sound like wasn't the standard procedure. Um, I've actually gone through two lightsaber crystals. Um, both were mint green, but both were from different places. My first one, I went through the regular crystal RP, had a vision just like um, standard business oh. for most paddle one. But with a lightsaber duel with Darth Colas, uh, my lightsaber crystal actually got destroyed. So after Jay spent some time in Sith captivity, um, and was master broke him out and freed him and whatnot. We're actually on a mission on Alderaan where they helped save one of the royals who had a necklace um, that had a gem in it and the gem was actually a rainbow crystal um, and through meditation they go but it's actually a rainbow gem. So you have a rainbow crystal? I do. <laughs> That's fabulous! <laughs> <laughs> You, you must have known that was coming. <laughs> yes, I was waiting it, so it happens. <laughs> All right.
Let's talk about uh, Chapter 10 series for Knights of the Fallen Empire. Like, uh, <laughs> we see a picture of Kaleo. Kaleo? Yeah. <laughs> On the preview. So, will she maybe become an antagonist for the first part? Um, I mean, I don't know if she'll be an antagonist. I don't. Maybe she'll be another follower. It doesn't make sense to me that she'd be an enemy, per se, or a bad guy, but... Why wouldn't she just be a follower like all the other followers that you get? Yeah, and this is something else I really have a problem with the storyline so far, as I feel like every now followers previous week are going to be all protagonists. Um, like they might be like a bad guy for like one chapter, but they're going to end up having a chance to join your- We saw this with, uh, Taro Vic. Yeah, Tano Vic, yeah. Yeah, Tano Vic, there you go. I mean, I do feel like some of the companions slash followers are a little bit shoehorned into the story. And I understand what they're they're doing because they want you to have these little side adventures, the side quests-ish to, to get new followers. But it seems like you should have... There should be a little more story to each of those companions. I will say one thing in the vanilla launch that they had was each companion did have a little arc. Not that it was great, but they did have a little story arc to go through. Getting these followers, it's kind of just like, go get this, now I'm your follower. You know what I mean? You do have a chance maybe to kill them um, in that little storyline, but then it's kind of over. And that is a little bit of a letdown. So hopefully with Kaleo, they're coming out with something that's a little more intense or a little more lengthy and you're Definitely. just uh, you're, you're very positive that uh, she's gonna be a follower no i'm not positive at all i'm just throwing it out there i don't know why we would automatically think that she's gonna be an antagonist i mean she certainly could start out as one but like jay said you know they they start out on one side you have a chance to talk to them and they're like oh yeah yeah i'll join you i think that if she is an antagonist that's the type she'll be i don't think that we'll will not i, I think that they can't make it to where we can't recruit her yeah i honestly agree with jace on this um and i think all followers from here forward are gonna be really cookie cutter um and they'll either be a bad guy for a little bit with your chance to have them or a chance to kill them off um or they're just gonna join your side i liked i will say this so so right now the rat ghoul thing is going on or just ended actually didn't it We're yeah, just ending ended. today whatever so um i did like the dr loken not that the story of it was so great, but there was story there. It was a little more expansive than recruiting any of the other followers. It was multi-stage, multi-step, and I liked that. I hope that they take that model that they used with Dr. Loken and put it to Kaleo or with any of the future um, followers and companions that do come out. In a couple of others were talking about this yesterday. That'd be cool if there was like a companion assigned to each. So you'd have a companion ready to go with Gree. You have a companion ready to go for the uh, Bounty Hunter weeks, stuff like that. Yeah, I hope they do that. That's that'd be a great idea. A bit I, I, like the wall, World of Warcraft uh, garrison, where you can send followers and such. Oh no, not exactly. So like, there's several different events that happen every week. You know, like the Bounty Hunter Week. I've never done the Bounty Hunter Week. I have no interest in doing the Bounty Hunter Week. I could give two poopoos, bruds about the <laughs> Bounty Hunter Week. But now, if there was a, a follower that I could obtain because I did the bounty hunter stuff, and now I'm more interested in doing it. But I will. Don't you think the barn's getting a little full, though? I like it. I like the system. But it's well, already to the point that I have companions and followers that I'm never going to pull out. I've got Right, right. So I do think that's going to turn into how we had, like, you know, remember in the regular chapters where, like, you had to have this companion to do 
this story. Oh, right. Uh-huh. I yeah, think it's going to be the same thing. So, like, it might not be, like, these sets of companions, but you might have to be, like, affection with Lana Bonico at this stage to go do this kind of actions on the story. Yeah, I can see him doing that. Right. Um, so I think it'll be the same thing with some of these extra, com I, I call them extra followers, you know, that you earn through the alerts or whatnot. Definitely some pointers in case someone from uh, Swartor is listening in, which they should. Regarding to theories, it's mentioned numerous times that a great dragon will return to defeat the serpent that is destroying the world. In a number of concept art pieces and trailers, we see that Thexon's chest piece, we see Thexon's chest piece featuring a golden dragon, and Arkhan's featuring a serpent. Is this a hint that Arkhan will return soon? I think me and Jace both agreed with this in season two that we both think the brother's still alive. Or uh, either he's still alive or he's gonna make some type of comeback. I don't know if maybe he's in cryo or, you know, carbonite, I don't know. But it, it, it does seem to hint towards there's more to his story that he's not done and over with. And and the uh, very first time we ever talked about Knights of the Republic, not Knights of the Republic, very first time we talked about Knights of the Fallen Empire, I said, I hope that, that uh, I thought it was a mistake that they killed off one of the twins. Um, because a twin story is so compelling to, and that you'd get to team up with one of the other twins. It'd be really cool tying this to the first question that if uh, the one the twin that got killed would become a follower. I actually just want to fight both of them together at the same time. <laughs> and because I mean, this is my I'm already the chosen guardian, protector of Tython, protector of the galaxy. You build your character up so much that. And now with you, spoilers, for those who haven't finished the expansion, now that Emperor's spirit is within me, I should be the most unstoppable thing in the galaxy. Okay, so did you ever use the Emperor's influence? Like I have finished the story four different times. Um, I did it twice as a Force user and saw both options. And I did it twice as a non-Force user and saw both options. So whenever you do allow him to help you or take his power for it, does make a pretty big, big difference in your power level. Yes. I mean, I was kind of blown away when I just did that the other day because I'm such a goody two-shoes at heart. I would always, no, I will not take your power, you evil being. But I did on my dark side, uh, dude, and he became epic for the end of a couple of fights. Yeah. I only took the dark side options. Am I the only <laughs> one in here with a moral compass? You two are like the devils in disguise. I wouldn't say I, I don't I'm have a moral disguised. compass. I would just say it points south more than it points south. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> there are some hints as well. Um, like the daughter yeah. tells the mother uh, that uh, what happened between the brothers. Apparently she didn't know and stuff. So so his name is mentioned several times. Bexham's name, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah I don't think it's over. I think there's more to it. There's definitely going to be more to it. And... I really think that you're gonna end up being the dragon. Um, as we see, like through most of the stuff you fight in game already, there's already a lot of dragon references when it refers back to the emperor. So I think, I think eventually when we get to the end of the story, you're gonna see the internal struggle struggle between your character and the emperor, truly trying to take over your body. Aww, I just want to keep him as my little pet. I know you do, Vecchi. I know. Are, are y'all convinced that he re that that really is? Vitiate, like it is. Uh, uh, is it really? Because I, yeah. th there's something in me that cannot accept that this being who just in the prior chapter 
destroyed an entire planet full of people and creatures and beings on Zyost. Uh-huh. And now, all of a sudden, he's just this calm presence in your mind, like, oh, we will try to well, make the so, universe a more better place. Right, right, right. Well, you gotta remember, it's not really like that. It's like that because of the options you chose. Right now, right now, oh. Vicious wants to owe you. He wants you to fall. He wants you to let him consume. But you ultimately fall to the dark side, and he takes over your body. That's my theory right now. Well, I have one thing to say to Vitiate. If you want my body and you think I'm sex, <laughs> come on, baby, let me know. Did any of you do the flirt option with him? There was one option where you try to flirt with him. No, but if I would have seen it, I know I would have done it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's more, it's not, it doesn't say flirt, but you kind of hint at it and he, he just completely ignores it. <laughs> Ooh, baby. I like you inside of me, baby. I think <laughs> Becky this entire time was like, how can I hook up with this force ghost right now? <laughs> no. That was a yes. <laughs> no, it's the ghost part is a no, the rest, yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So if we could put him inside a body of some hunkable seizures, yes. So, so y'all sizes. Y'all have no thought that perhaps Vitiate is um, the bad twin. What's his name? Arkin. Oh, Arkin. Sorry. There's no thought because he's he's like real cold-blooded and cold-hearted, and he seems much more evil than even Valkorian in my story. Well, you also remember though that look who his dad was. If that's the only representation that you have, you're gonna be kind of screwed up. up in the head. Yeah. Right, and clearly he is. Clearly they both are. That chick is straight up messed up. I don't know. I'm really attracted to her. You probably are. So you're saying that, well, if Arkan is the presence inside of you, why would he then let you use power against him when you're fighting him? No, 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 no. Well, no so, so Arkan's the son that fell. Dexin is the son that you fight. Akorian, aka Vitiate, is the force ghost inside your head. Right. Yeah, I'm not name confused at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Any for them, my, my thing is, my thing is for Bowerd to introduce that there even was a brother, and then just to die off in a cinematic trailer. Come on, Bowerd, exactly. you're too predictable already. Exactly, and and if if that he does not make a return, then good on them because then they threw us off by showing him at all. But that whole trailer was centered on those twins. It was centered on their relationship and their relationship with their father. And to eliminate a whole third of that little triumvirate there is it just doesn't feel like that's you know you know what I mean like it's yeah, not over. I also have like the ultimate M Night Shyamalan on um, plot twist that uh, Arkan is actually now the sister. What? Like he he did a transgender thing? Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, we don't see the sister like on anything up until you start playing in the game. The expansion. Oh, so maybe when he lightsabered, he really didn't lightsaber the stomach. He lightsabered a little lower. Yeah, yeah. And they got a few things fixed, and uh, he lost a little bit of weight and put a wig on. I do think Bye. that that looks like a wig. By the way, one note regards to plots that we feel we can see through. I'm guessing there are a few playing the game that are of a younger age, maybe? I don't know what's the general audience for this uh, Swartor game. Uh, this is like 13 and up, isn't it? Yeah. So I say 14 and up. Yeah, so maybe, maybe that's the reason they want to make sure that everybody gets it. It's what? Plots. Oh. Plot twists. I, I don't know. Like, I, there could at least be some surprises. I remember playing video games as a 14-year-old and being surprised by video games. <sighs> We already discussed this. We we yeah, some of us right. were you're surprised. Right. You're right. the one who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
My big surprise was that there was a sister. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that closes up this little uh, chapter, so why don't you uh, give us uh, some of the uh, announcements, Daisy? Alright, so coming back into Season 3, we have 40 events coming up on the calendar. Huge event. Um, last Wednesday we actually broke a few records for Antisokin. 81 members on at one time. It was really epic for us. I'm really glad. We have the pod race coming up, um, which is going to be really exciting because not only is it going to be Knights of Sokin, but we're going to have Lords of Sokin there also. So I'm ready to see what kind of mischievous plotting and stuff like that's going to be going on there. The um, ultimate battle between good and evil. It can bake better racing. win this time and not let me down. Hey, Jace was just as close. Yeah. Hey, just don't let me down. God. I do want to, I do have like a slew of congratulations. Um, we'll start from the bottom, so to speak. Um, congratulations to Knight uh, Rex and Musil now and Knight Jade. Um, congratulations to both of y'all for reaching knighthood. Um, I want to congratulate one of my lightsaber instructors, uh, now Master Zeltigar, for reaching Master. I want to welcome Master Jopani uh, to my side as a new council member. And special congratulations to our director and producer, Master Melan Abram, for becoming the new Master of the Order, taking that mantle down from his previous Master, uh, Master Zinli Kula. Good work, everybody. Way to move it on up to the east side. Very nice, very nice. But uh, that's, that's all the time, time we have for today. That's this all the time we have Cosima, for today, guys. My co-host Becky Kwan and Jay Strayson. And see you all next week. But remember, when playing Fallout 4, if you almost die from drowning, drink some water to regain your health, because logic. Stay classy, Soken. Thanks for tuning in to the Knights of Soken podcast. Please click the subscribe button below and follow us on Twitter at Knights of Soken. And look us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Knights of Soken.